All right, before I start the show, I want to tell you about our sponsor, MetPro. Last spring, you might remember that I did an episode with MetPro's founder, Angelo Poli, about how his company has helped thousands of people understand their bodies better through metabolism tracking. Well, MetPro just launched a brand new tool that lets you see the same science and tailored strategy that their experts use. So you can start tracking, analyzing, and learning what your metabolism responds to best. Now, my listeners get up to one month for free when you sign up, so head to metpro.co slash getfitguy to learn more. Welcome to the Get Fit Guy's quick and dirty tips to get moving and shape up. My name is Brock Armstrong and I'm the Get Fit Guy. A listener named Marcia sent an email in asking about weight loss and exercise. This is what she asked. I've been doing resistance training and some cardio for a couple of months now and I've noticed that I've been gaining weight, mainly around my belly. Do you have any way to explain this? Well, yes, Marcia. I do have a few different ways to explain what kind of things might cause you to gain weight even if you're exercising. And, of course, I won't leave you hanging. I'll also let you know what you can do to avoid this issue. But let's start here. I don't know where the idea first came from, but I do know that the majority of people that I have met and coached in my life hold this idea that the most important factor in losing weight is exercise. Well, despite how ingrained this belief may be, it is not true. Here is one important reason why. The extra calories you burn when you exercise only amount for a small portion of your total energy expenditure. In fact, there are three main components to your overall energy expenditure. Number one, basal metabolic rate, the energy your body uses to stay alive. Well, that makes up 60 to 80% of your energy expenditure. Then, number two is the energy used to break down and metabolize food, and that makes up about 10% of your daily energy expenditure. And finally, number three, the energy used to make your body move, and that takes up about 10 to 30% of your daily energy expenditure. While the food you eat accounts for 100% of the energy you bring into your body, the exercise and movement you do only uses up about 10 to 30% of it. So, exercising away your food intake would take some real heroic efforts. Decreasing your food intake while also exercising for the other wonderful benefits that exercise bestows would be much more effective. But before we move on, I want to make sure you know that I'm not suggesting you leave exercise out of your healthy weight loss regimen. I'm just tempering your expectations. Although exercise alone isn't an effective way to lose weight, it has been shown to be great for maintaining weight. The vast majority of your weight loss should be focused on, and will come from, the changes you make to your relationship with food. This is exactly why the Wayless program, which I co-founded with the nutrition diva Monica Reinagel, includes both movement and dietary interventions, but spends much more time focusing on what, when, and why we eat, rather than crushing the workout of the day. But there is also another weight loss elephant in the room, and that is calories. 
Now, along with the exercise myth, we've been beaten to death with the idea that we need to measure calories. But here's the thing. Technically, a calorie is just the amount of energy it takes to raise one gram of water by one degree Celsius. <laughs> now, you might be thinking, wait, what? Yeah, that's right. It has nothing to do with our biology. In her podcast episode called Can You Trust Your Calorie Counter?, licensed nutritionist Monica Reinagel, who also has a Master's of Science in Human Nutrition degree, explains it like this. In broad strokes, you submerge a chamber in a bucket of water and you put a thermometer in the water. And then inside that submerged chamber, you set something on fire. The heat generated by the combustion raises the temperature of the water in the bucket, and you can measure that with the thermometer. And then you can calculate the amount of energy or calories were in the thing that you set on fire. And you know what? The mental hurdles don't end there. Let's talk about the act of counting calories. It turns out that it's not as useful as we've been told either. Not only is it an extremely tedious endeavor, but the calorie counts on foods are notoriously unreliable, with a variation of plus or minus 10%. And calorie measurements on activity trackers are even worse. Some studies show a 93% inaccuracy. So, trying to carefully balance your MyFitnessPal account against your Fitbit readout is definitely not worth the effort. Now, does all this mean that we should just stop paying attention to calories altogether? Well, probably not, since it really is all we have to go on at the moment. But hopefully you get the idea that just because the treadmill at the gym is showing you that you burned more calories than your meal tracker says you ate, and you still aren't losing weight, well, you aren't doomed or experiencing some freaky anomaly. Alright, now let's get into why exercise can cause weight gain. The first reason is that you're gaining muscle mass. Muscle gain is the most common reason for weight gain caused by exercising. Muscle is comprised of small, dense fibers, while fat is comprised of larger, less dense droplets. This means that even if you lose fat, you may notice a weight gain if you're simultaneously putting on some lovely, lovely muscle mass. But this is nothing to complain about. Along with this muscle weight gain comes a tighter waistline, more definition, and a positive change in your overall physical appearance, not to mention a boost in your resting metabolic rate. Win-win, right? Now, since being able to tell the difference between losing fat and putting on muscle can be kind of tricky, this is a good reason to keep an eye on the way your favorite pants fit or your favorite t-shirt fits your body. You can also use a weekly or bi-weekly full-body photo to monitor the changes in your body shape, if not your body size. Or you can monitor your body fat using a fancy scale rather than simply tracking your weight. But here's an important point. The old fitness cliche we often hear says, muscle weighs more than fat. But, I mean, that's a bit silly. A pound of muscle and a pound of fat both weigh, well, a pound. But what the saying really means is that it takes less muscle tissue to make up a pound than it does fat tissue, because muscle tissue is more compact, like I said. It also takes up less space. Before I go on, I want to tell you about our sponsor, MetPro. 
Last spring, I did an episode with MetPro's founder, Angelo Poli, all about metabolism. And his company, MetPro, continues to help thousands of people transform their bodies by hacking their metabolism through concierge coaching. Now, I spent a couple of months actually using MetPro a while ago, and it was a really cool experience, I have to say. MetPro is doing some really interesting and innovative work to help you better understand your body so you can get the results you want. And MetPro actually just launched a brand new tool that lets you see the same science and the tailored strategy that their experts are using. And you know what? It's not a food logging tool or a workout app for that matter. The MetPro app actually allows you to start tracking, analyzing, and learning what your metabolism responds to using science. And my listeners get up to one month for free when you sign up if you head to metpro.co slash getfitguy to take advantage of this opportunity. That's metpro.co slash getfitguy for up to one month for free. I want to tell you about today's sponsor, the FitTrack Dara Smart Scale. FitTrack gives you in-depth insights on your fitness progress to help you reach your goals. The Dara Smart Scale measures 17 health metrics, including BMI, hydration, muscle mass, and a whole lot more, and it syncs with the free FitTrack app. So all your health insights are available, well, wherever you are. And the scale takes up to eight different users, which is something I really like about FitTrack because, well, I don't live alone and it's really nice to have those insights available to everybody in the house. Now, I like to track my muscle mass, but my partner has an eye on her hydration levels. So whatever you want to focus on, FitTrack can help you do it. So stop measuring just your weight and start measuring your health with FitTrack. Go to getfittrack.com slash fit to take 50% off your order. Plus, for a limited time, you'll also save an additional 10%. If you go to G-E-T-F-I-T-T-R-A-C-K, that's getfittrack.com slash fit, and you will save 50% plus an additional 10% off your order. So don't miss out on this amazing limited time offer and go to getfittrack.com slash fit. Now let's move on to the second reason, and that is stress can cause weight gain. Now when you begin a serious exercise program or you begin to work out more, you may sacrifice sleep, you may have less time to get important tasks done, and also require your body to push itself more than it is used to. This can create a perfect storm for a significant stress response. And when you're stressed, your adrenal glands can increase the production of a hormone called cortisol. Think of this as your fight-or-flight stress hormone, which is an evolutionary adaptation that would come in quite handy if you were running from a lion and you needed to increase your heart rate, your sweat rate, your blood pressure, and your body temperature. But if an increase in your exercise changes up your schedule and your life to a point where you feel as if you're constantly running from that metaphorical lion, then you may be overstimulating your adrenal glands and producing excessive cortisol. By making you retain things like sodium and fluid, cortisol causes an increase in blood pressure and a stronger contraction of your heart. Since you aren't running from a lion when you're sitting at your desk doing your work, not only do you not really need this constant blood pressure elevation, but you also don't need all the fluid retention and the weight gain that comes with it. So, 
If you are constantly feeling stressed and not taking enough recovery or rest from your workout days, then you can experience weight gain due to fluid retention. And the solution is to make adjustments that decrease stress, such as getting to bed earlier, substituting a workout day with a yoga day, or rearranging your schedule to make getting some extra movement into your day less stressful. And you can check out a podcast episode of mine called Eight Ways to Get More Movement into Your Day for more info on that. And I'll link to that in the show notes at getfitguide.quickanddirtytips.com. Now on to the third reason, which is you eat more to compensate for working out. Now, studies have shown that if you do a hard workout early in the day, you're very likely to compensate or overeat later in the day. And this happens for two reasons. Number one, you feel entitled to eat more because you did such a good job exercising. And number two, well, your metabolism is temporarily elevated and your appetite is greater. Now, in that same study, the researchers summed it up by saying, and I quote, exercise-induced changes in the hedonic response to food could be an important consideration in the efficacy of using exercise as a means to lose weight. And yes, they did use the word hedonic. Nice work, science. Now, even without getting into the dreaded calorie conversation again, it's obvious that if you're increasing food intake more than you're increasing movement, which is pretty easy to do, then you're going to gain weight, even if you're exercising a lot. Now here are some tips to avoid compensatory eating. First, don't worry about trying to refuel beyond your hunger level. In most cases, especially if weight loss is your goal, Waiting until your next scheduled meal to eat is absolutely appropriate, despite what power bar may tell you. Also, remember that the magic feeding window you may have heard about is not as short or as simple as it seems, and is only truly important if you're planning a hard workout later that same day. Also, Drink lots of fluids. Often, appetite cravings after a workout are due to slight dehydration and not a true need for calories. And also, write down what you eat. The simple act of logging your food, for a few days that is, not forever, can help you be a little more honest with yourself, especially on your most active days. And the next cause is, is that you don't use the most effective exercises. Now, as I already mentioned, you can't exercise yourself thin, and trying to do that can be a frustrating reason for weight gain. But when we dig into this phenomenon in more detail, it may be that your weight gain with exercise is a result of not working out in an effective way to maximize energy usage. And I'm not saying that you're not working out in a way that will make you stronger, more stable, more capable, and healthier overall. It's just that your workout may not be adding to your weight loss efforts in the most effective way. I most often observe this phenomenon in people who are not exercising at a high enough intensity, only focusing on low-level cardio, 
not doing any resistance or weight training, or simply not being physically active for the portion of the day or the week that's outside of their dedicated exercise time. And we call this the couch potato athlete, where you crush a workout and then you hit the couch for the remainder of the day. Now, because every body is different, there's no perfect one-size-fits-all exercise routine that results in the maximum fat loss. But there are four characteristics of every successful fat loss program. Number one, the program must be consistently convenient. And that means you can do it anywhere without being forced to spend two hours at the gym or access special equipment or expensive gadgets. Convenience will help you be consistent with your workouts even when time is tight. The next characteristic is that it should be full body. Hit as many muscles in your body as you can to get the maximum metabolic boost. This means combining upper and lower body workouts, or cardio and resistance training, or even sprints and yoga. And the third characteristic is that it should be heart rate stimulating. You want to raise your heart rate a little or a lot, and for maximum cardiovascular stimulation, the workout should require that you move from exercise to exercise with minimal rest. And the fourth and final characteristic is that it should be heavy enough. When you lift weights to maximize fat loss, you should not be able to do more than 12 repetitions of an exercise with the weight that you choose. You don't have to go all the way to failure, which is when you're not able to lift the weight one more time, but you should get close. Now to sum up, if the number on the scale has you feeling down or discouraged about continuing to include exercise in your life, well, get the heck off the scale and spend some time assessing the amazing benefits you've gained from extra movement instead. I bet you have more energy and you feel stronger, happier, more motivated, and less stressed. Not only that, but you're healthier overall. These are just a few of the benefits you get from exercise, and to me, they matter a lot more than the number of pounds you have or haven't lost. Okay? Alright, thanks for listening everybody, and don't forget to tune in next week because I have a special biomechanist guest on the show to talk about the wonderful world of walking, and yes, I'm talking about the legendary Katie Bowman, so don't miss that one. Now, my name is Brock Armstrong, I'm the Get Fit Guy, asking you, what are you waiting for? Exercise for your good health, not just weight loss. Weight loss.